Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. I've been running for a few years now and have the privilege of meeting many incredible runners on my travels all across the country. This podcast is intended to share those amazing conversations. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And welcome back. I have Hillary Allen joining me today. Hillary, thanks for thanks so much for uh, for hopping on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. For sure. So, where in the world are you today? Today I am. Yeah, that's a good question. It's like, where's Waldo, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except without the red stri- striped shirt, I have the red hair. So uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm in. Uh, well, in this town, it's called uh, Godissard. It's in France. Um, I think the population of Godissard is like twenty five, <laughs> um, <laughs> but technically, and we're all like scattered along different hillsides. Um, but on the map, the clas- the closest one is Milan Reval, uh, or the other one is Barcelonette. So this is all in France, um, Southern Alps. <laughs> Very cool. So before we dive too far into it, uh, who is Hillary Allen? Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) you know, actually, this is an interesting question because, um, this is something that I've had to answer, um, numerous times over the course of my life. And most recently, um, you know, after several injuries, like who, who am I? Like, what is it that makes me, me? Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, a lot of it has been tied to the fact of being an athlete, but really when I had that all like taken away, I'd have to, I'd had to really evaluate who I, who I am and who I was. Um, so it's funny. I think at my core, I describe myself as just a super curious, um, science nerd. I think, at like, if you, <laughs> like, if I like picture me, I picture just this little, this little girl carrying her super bright orange bug net. And I'm just like constantly like looking around for bugs and like asking the question, why? Like, <laughs> I think at my core, that's who I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so <laughs> the, that exploration of why is, is what I love so much. And it's sort of why I started this podcast. And for me, the question of why it surrounds running and it surrounds um, and it surrounds like why we do these things. And you've run some really long races and really tough races and have had some like wild experiences in those races. And, um, and so I want to dig into that and, and I'll back up and sort of explain where this all came from. Uh, So a friend of yours actually uh, started my, or piqued my interest in, doing this as a podcast versus just over dinner or breakfast or coffee or whatever. Um, I was running with Zach Miller at the uh, Manitou Incline. Oh, and, Zach! Uh, <laughs> yes. And so he did He did the incline like two and a half times in the amount of time that it took me to do it, to, to do it <laughs> once. And then we ran down and then we got dinner. And I asked him, I was like, why do you 
train like this? You know, why do you race so hard? And he just talked for 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my God, I need to record this. Like, this is gold. Yeah. Um, and so in that moment, the podcast, the idea for the podcast was born. Um, and yeah, it's born out of that same exploration or same desire to ask why. Oh my gosh. Um, so- I love that so much with Zach because like literally everyone thinks that he's this like shy guy, but like you get him talking about running or just something that he's passionate about and he will just go. I've learned, oh my God, I've had so many, so many great conversations with him and oh man. Yeah. I, I can just, I could just imagine the conversation. It's like, you just want to like <laughs> press record on your phone. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like that. And I went back and I was like, oh, man, I wish I did record this because, I mean, it was such a it was such a fascinating um, it was such a fascinating response. But uh, enough about Zach. Let's move on to you. Um, So (laughs) before we before we get too far, um, you know, along in the conversation, I want to I want to know what's your why? Why do you why do you do it? Yeah, that's actually, I've had to examine that uh, question more times than I'd like to admit. Um, just through like different setbacks and injuries and like when things weren't going right or I wasn't, I didn't necessarily, I wasn't happy or, you know, whether that's like a good, uh, like, you know, dealing with injuries or dealing with like a bad result in a race or just like, you know, just like a, a low in kind of life or training. Um, I've had to ask myself why. And for me, I mean, it is a complicated answer, but the simplest, the simplest reason for why I run and why I train is because it makes me a better version of myself. And without it, um, I just, I just feel like I was made to do it. And I feel like it's, it's a passion. It's part of me. Um, and that's like, I think that's just movement, but like part of me is being outside, feeling small in in nature and um, pushing boundaries, like physical boundaries, just allow me to get the most out of life and the most out of myself. And that's how I want to live. I love that. And that's like half the reason why I run. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's that exploration of like what's possible and what can we do. And I was talking about it with a friend yesterday and I was sort of like reflecting on how what is now like a normal average week is uh, used to be like my peak week. And mm-hmm. that's just like what happens. And it's just like it's a level up. And what used to be a fast mile is now your easy pace. And it's just so cool how um, consistency allows us to just get get better yeah so why did you go for your first run or do you <laughs> do you remember your first run I do I mean so I grew up in a running family um actually my father was a, he's he was a really really good runner um in fact he's like 75 now so he uh you know 55 years ago he was running like a 228 marathon. Um, he ran for the British national team. So he was like a 228 marathon, like 55 years ago. It was pretty dang fast. Um, yeah. but, uh, so running was in my family. We're always really active. Um, always hiking. I think I like learned to walk, um, on a, you know, on a trail, honestly. Um, and, uh, my sister was super good at running and I kind of just started running. Um, it was kind of funny in this elementary school thing is called the cruise 
cruise cruisers because we were it was like cruise elementary school um and I remember this run and I remember I like probably couldn't run a mile like it was so hard like I just didn't like it it felt like jolting I was used to running for like a ball or like to search for bugs or something like this but I was never like running just to run I kind of didn't see the point of it um and I was running to stay in shape for like for like sports but I actually kind of hated it. I remember that first run. I was like, why am I doing this? Like we're supposed to run for like punishment for conditioning. Um, and yeah, but then <laughs> once I really first started running, running, was it actually in graduate school? Um, I like needed some stress relief and then, um, pretty quickly. I mean, I really like to talk and then I, I would just like literally an hour would fly by because I was just like talking the whole time to these like 50 year old ladies <laughs> who would let me run with them at 530 in the morning. <laughs> and how did that progress into running mountain ultras and, and sky running and everything that you're doing now? Yeah. Um, honestly, I was I just happened randomly to join this running club um, because it was really close to where I lived. Um, it met early enough in the day because I was in graduate school at that time. And so I had to start uh, working in lab at like, you know, sometimes 730 in the morning. I had class every day at eight um, that first year. Um, and I was in Denver, Colorado. And so I needed to run super early. Um, I wasn't sure how long I'd be working in a lab or if I'd get able be able to run after work. So I I found this running club, which was it met like three days a week, and it was with these like 50, 50, 55 year old ladies. Um, and they so happened to be like in the 80s, like Olympic trial marathoners running for team Reebok. And they just took me under their wing. And in in that club, there's this, it was led by this woman named Janie Day. Janie Day Lucor. Um, but she was a record holder on the Pikes Peak Ascent and the Mount Washington Ascent, these like notorious like trail races across the US. Uh, and she kind of introduced me to the idea of, okay, you could run trails. And then I remember it was like I was like this baby bird. She was like letting free, like that first <laughs> trail run she took me on. I was like, I don't know what this is. Um, and I remember she 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 had me go with uh, her and our friend Lisa Mills. And she was like, okay, Hillary, like Lisa again was like 50 something years old, like super strong woman. And she told me, she's like, okay, Hillary, everyone, everyone gets beat by Lisa. Like she will just let her do her thing and she'll wait for us at the top. And then we'll all come down together. Um, and I like started running and I was with Lisa the whole way. And I guess Lisa was like trying to speed up and like drop me, but I was just like, you know, talking and like, this is so fun. Um, and then after that, Janie was like, whoa, okay. Like you have a knack for this. And then it just kind of, honestly, it just like took off from there. I learned as much as I could from Janie. And then, um, yeah, I like, you know, kind of accidentally signed up for my first, um, <laughs> trail race. <laughs> I think that's an awesome entry. <laughs> And it's it's led you to some pretty incredible places all over the world. What are some of the some of your favorite places that you've run? Yeah, so I have like a huge. Uh, I just love to travel. It's like how I grew up. Like we grew up camping um, across the United States um, as a family. Um, and so honestly, some of my favorite places have actually been in the U.S. Like 
our, we have such a vast amount of like the state parks and, um, you know, wild places and open, open, like wild forest land that we can run through. One of my favorite, I did Trans Zion. So just running across Zion National Park, which is like, uh, it was like 53 miles. Um, it was just so incredibly beautiful. Um, I've run in, Yosemite. I've run in uh, Grand Canyon. That place is always spectacular. Um, yeah. Alaska, like that's been, oh man. But like, I mean, oh, like every place you run, like right now I'm in the, in out in the Alps in France. And I mean, I love it here. The rock is so different. Every trail you go on is just, is just different. I mean, back in the U S like the San Juan mountains in Colorado, Holy crap. Like those are insane. Um, the Pyrenees in Spain I've run in, um, like an Island and, um, the Canary islands off the coast of Morocco. Um, I ran on a volcano. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I ran in Greece, like on Mount Olympus, like we're literally like, it's called Mitikeas. It's called, um, Zeus's throne. Like it's two, two mountains that make this little like notch. And it's like Zeus used to sit on there and like throw lightning bolts down at like Litohoro, which is this little town, like by the ocean. Like, I'm not even kidding you. It's like the birth of Greek mythology. And I got to run on that freaking mountain. Like it was (laughs) insane. Um, But uh, so like stuff like that, I got to run in this race in in France where um, like there was, Oh, Hannibal, um, he like, cr- like, us- like took elephants and crossed the Alps. Like literally they had found some like elephant bone remains on this pass, like from France into Italy. Like uh, this is, a uh, near Venois in, um, in, uh, in France. Like, <laughs> like I could go on and on and on. Like every place is like my favorite, but it's just, it's like, there's just a culture, like, like everywhere you go, there's just like this rich history that if you just kind of like look into it, it's amazing. And it's so cool to be able to explore a place by your own two feet. Um, because I feel like that's how humans were made to explore this world. Um, so yeah, I just, I just love it. So you, you live the, mantra of your sponsor never stop exploring (laughs) to say the least (laughs) you literally never stop exploring (laughs) yeah because even like and that's what's even really cool it's like even if you're forced to like explore even if you can't travel like I mean I feel like I'm incredibly lucky to be able to have the opportunity to race across the world um but I think I mean I just relish every moment because I just want to explore every like inch of this world but then also like when I am at home in Colorado like it's I can still even my home trails like in Boulder I can still like explore those like intricately like you know like every rock is different even if I run on the same trail every single day I'm going to experience it differently every time and I think like that's yeah that's the coolest part I think exploration is just a matter of perspective and you can do it in a completely new place to you or a completely, you know, like normal routine, like, you know, like, yeah, daily, like, you know, daily, daily place that you go every day. So for sure. (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned Boulder because the, um, the remote podcasting I've been doing has limited the, the amount of Boulder hype I'm able to give. Uh, (laughs) I've done probably a dozen, a dozen podcasts with, with, uh, athletes in Boulder, and uh, for a while, this was a uh, a Boulder tourism p- 
podcast, it seems. So <laughs> I'm glad we can we can talk about that. But let's talk about uh, the run we went on um, in Boulder. Yeah, uh, last May. Um, so we were. Where were we running? We ran on Sanitas, and then where did we go? We were actually. It's funny. Like we went on this like this loop that I'd like never looped up before. And I, you know, like I live and I, I would, I was running in Boulder like every day <laughs> and I never got on this loop before. We had like a mix of like a mix of pavement running through a neighborhood and then running on like a steep rocky trail and, you know, a nice, like, um, you know, smooth, smooth descent trail. But yeah, it was around Sunita's area, kind of like North Boulder ish. So what I remember about it was there was one stretch that you said you had run quite a lot and it was, um, it was where you did all of your running as you were getting back from injury. So it seemed like mm-hmm. it had like a lot of, uh, uh, it meant a lot to you, um, to be running in that area. So let's, let's talk about that return to running. Um, first let's back up. So a couple of years ago, um, you had a, a bit of a fall. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about, do you want to talk about that? What that was like for those that, that don't know? Yeah. So, um, I do remember that super like that section. So basically on Sunita's on Sunita's mountain, it's this like pretty steep trail in Boulder. There's this fire road that's um, you know, it's it's not technical, it's just like a pretty steep road. And this is where I had spent um more than one season literally learning how to run again. Um, because in 2017 I had this crazy accident where I fell off of a cliff. Um, literally I wish I was joking, but I'm not. Um, uh, it's a, yeah, it was like a 50 foot, 50 meter fall. So 150 feet, um, or basically tomahawked off this, this mountain where, um, a rock gave way when I was running. Um, it was a race in Tromso, Norway. Um, and so, I mean, I'm kind of saying this matter of factly, like, I mean, it, yeah, it did happen, but like, it was, you know, one of these moments where I kind of had to, I had no idea if I was going to be able to run again. And at this point, I was, you know, a sponsored runner, um, and my career as an elite athlete was potentially over. Um, and not only the, a career is like from competing, but also just like, like my my lifestyle as an athlete was like maybe over. Um, and I mean, it was a pretty severe severe injuries. Um, I broke in total at t- fourteen bones if you count all of them. Um, you know, my back and, um, both arms, I twisted my ankles severely. Um, and I popped a major ligament in my foot, which was like, I remember the doctor saying like, this is a foot changing injury. Like you might be able to jog recreationally, but you know, running is it's pretty off the table. Um, so, uh, like the recovery from that was just, mind-blowing like it's the hardest recovery like before this point I'd never broken a bone (laughs) and so um I just did it all at once and um I I literally couldn't walk for three months I was in a I was in a boot and and like non-weight bearing and um I literally had to learn to walk again and then I literally had to learn to run again and so on I had to ask myself that why of like why I wanted to try to rehab, why I wanted to keep pushing myself and why I wanted to try to return to running, um, why I loved it or needed it or, or wanted it so much. And um, yeah, that road, uh, that fire road on Sunita's Mountain is like where I took my first steps, running steps um, 
after that crazy injury. Um, and then huh, a year later, year and a half later, I broke my ankle and I had to learn how to walk and run again. And it was those that Sunita's road that I learned how to run again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty special. I imagine that there was a lot of physical therapy that went into that recovery process, but was there mental therapy that went into it too? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was, I what think, was that like? I think like, I mean, obviously I went to a physical therapist. I had some really good physical therapists, um, in Boulder. It was Revo sports, um, um, sports performance center. Um, and I mean, I think he like Matt Smith is who I worked with and he was like, literally, he was like my guru. Like, I mean, I could cry to him. He, he, I think he like doubled as a therapist and a physical therapist. <laughs> um, but honestly it was just like, it's just the ups and downs of recovery. Like my coach, Adam St. Pierre, like he, he was, you know, he would listen to me cry. He would listen to my fears. He would listen to, um, you know, the hard times, the hard moments, the feelings that I like wanted to give up. And, um, you know, he, but he would never give up on me. He always was like a solid, um, you know, belief system and like encouraging me to move forward. Um, my friend, like Alan Lim, like I remember he's the, he's the founder of Scratch Labs, but also just a really good friend of mine. He um, encouraged me to write affirmations and to like be, he taught me to be a positive um, influence for myself and to be my own biggest supporter. Um, and I think that's like, even, even now that's still sometimes hard to do because, you know, life never gets easier. Um, but Yes. I mean, it was, I mean, I think the mental recovery is still the hardest piece and not to mention like coming back from, um, an injury and wanting to run again and wanting to run steep mountain, like technical terrain, you have to be mentally, um, I mean, I was afraid for a really long time to run and I was, I was afraid to like, to, to push myself again and to come back and to, um, to run on like technical scary terrain again to put myself in like, you know, a high, um, high altitude, you know, like exposed environment. Um, I think we talked about Zach Miller earlier and, uh, Zach was one, he's, you know, he's a really good friend of mine. He was someone I really trusted and he was one of the first people that I went out with and on Pike's peak and went on some like exposed boulder terrain and like a ridge line And, um, it was really methodical how I had to kind of get back to running physically, but also just like, mentally and even now i mean i still struggle with with mentally like you know ha, n- uh, not feeling like i was before the accident but i think the main difference is like i've uh i've just accepted that it's okay to to not feel 100% all the time and um that's normal and um it's okay to kind of like give myself a break and um, if I, if I'm feeling like today's not the day to run this route, like it's okay. Like the mountains will be there tomorrow and, um, I can find something, something else to do. So like, you know, just respecting, um, respecting the, the power that, um, you know, I mean, like emotional and mental, um, health has in your life as an athlete and also just your, you know, your daily life in general. I think that's a really good takeaway for even for, you know, the weird scenario we're in today that, you know, it's okay to not feel okay. And, you know, we were talking before we started recording that um, we're having some good days and we're having some bad days. And that's 
part of the process and it's true in running it's true in life it's true in relationships it's true in um everything and and i think that's like the the beauty of it that like the the highs wouldn't be as high without without the lows and we're in some pretty low lows at the moment but yeah um you know just think of the highs that that are ahead i love that too because i mean it's not like but i mean for sure i mean i i learned this um it's like I used to be afraid of like failure or used to be afraid of, um, you know, doing something wrong or, um, but you know, I've, I've realized it's like through failure, through these hard moments is like where I learn the most. And just because it's hard, does not mean that it's bad. And just because it's hard probably actually means that it's worthwhile. Um, and I mean, I've like, I've, it's like, you don't appreciate the sunrises unless you have like the sunsets and like the, the nighttime to like appreciate like the contrast in this world. It's like, you can't appreciate spring unless you have, you know, winter. (laughs) So, I mean, I think you're right. It like comes with those, um, um, you know, it's, it's the, the, the opposites that like, that kind of balance, balance everything. And it's honestly, it's weird because like right now, um, you know, with the pandemic that's going on, it's like this, it almost weirdly feels reminiscent of an injury period for me, which like makes me feel kind of bummed. Um, so yeah, like you said, it's like, it's okay to feel that way. Like it's pretty normal, but it's like, I think what's weird about it is that instead of an injury where it's just me experienced injury and all my other friends are out running, it's like, everyone is kind of experiencing the same low together even though we're all separate, we're all like united by this like global suckiness. So it kind of is weirdly unifying. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really interesting in that um, people are sort of like cutting the bullshit small talk and like skipping to um, like meaningful interactions versus uh, oh hey, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Oh great, you know, see you later. We don't have the the loose interactions, and we I, I think people are realizing how valuable those were. Um, you know, talking to somebody in line or like you know at the grocery store or whatever. And now we're not doing that, and we cr- we still crave connection, and we have to be intentional with it now. Yeah, absolutely. What are you, how have you shifted your routine based on everything that's going on and, and what are you looking forward to in the, in the coming year? (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually, I experienced like, yeah, there's like kind of this huge letdown because like, I felt like I was finally not injured (laughs) and I was like ready to do these like crazy big races and, um, Ironically, through my injuries, I found gravel biking. So I was like excited to do some gravel bike races this spring into summer. And then um, my big goal race for this year is UTMB. Um, but again, we don't really know if that's happening. But even even without uh, like with all those uncertainties kind of in the racing schedule and stuff, like it just it brings me back to that why, like why I run and I, like I said, it makes me the best version of myself and I could train for a race, but honestly, if I really examine why I run, I don't run to race. I run for myself. I run to explore. I run to 
experience a new place, learn about the history, search for new bugs or animals. Like (laughs) I run for that and I can still do that. Um, I don't need a race to do that. I don't need a race to get me out the door. And, you know, races will come back and, and it's a cool thing just to have little different goals. And so maybe I'm not running super long miles. Like I don't need to run like crazy long runs because I don't have like really a goal race to, to train for, but you know, maybe that'll look differently if I'm excited to go kind of like once, you know, um, it's safer for us to kind of go outside and do bigger, bigger routes. Like maybe I'll just do that just because I'm curious about like where this trail goes. Um, but that's reason enough for me to kind of push myself and and explore. So I think my goals have shifted to just pure exploration, which is like kind of exciting because that's why I love to run in the first place. Um, you know, maybe that'll mean FKTs or just like, you know, just, you know, run explorations, run bike explorations. Um, but even if it's like, even if I'm not training for a big race or running big miles right now, um, you know, little, little routes are fun too. It's like, okay, like what if, when I run today, how's it going to feel? Like, you know, how am I going to search for, if I'm going to find a deer, am I gonna, you know, like, I don't know, find some cool, like frozen ice pattern on the trail dirt. I literally, what, what did that the other day? Like, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) it's just, I mean, I think it's all about a matter of perspective. So I think like right now we just have to shift our perspective to think smaller and to focus on, um, you know, like exploration or like goals don't have to be like these huge grand things that are like far, far away in a foreign country land. Um, you know, they can be pretty close to home and they can be quite satisfying. Um, but yeah, that's honestly like how my perspective and goals have shifted now. And, um, yeah, it's, it's creating actually a pretty fun, um, you know, adventure hour, um, (laughs) every time I get out to run. So (laughs) for sure, let's talk about the running community. What is, what does the trail community mean to you? Oh man. Um, it's the best. Uh, I feel like it's like <laughs> I've met some of the my best friends through the like the trail running community or just like the outdoor community in general. Um, I just feel like we have this maybe like shared. Maybe it's like a masochistic view of the world because we all like to suffer. But like I actually don't think that. I think it's like we all just like to challenge ourselves. And um, it's like if you if you share miles of someone over a run it's like you just have this bond because like you're all you like you all are kind of working towards something together you all kind of get it like this crazy thing that we love called like running and endurance sports and it's just unified in this like strange quirky way um and I was, I don't know I just think I love it just because we're all a bunch of nerds at our core and <laughs> like yeah and running's not glamorous like at all. I mean, you're like throwing snot rockets all the time. You're like sweating and breathing hard and like, I don't know, but it's like a beautiful mess. And I just, I love that. Like, it's just so raw. And I love that because it like brings out the rawness in everyone and you get to learn so much about these people that you run with. Um, so I feel like it's just like, it's, you know, I've like found my quirky people that I belong with and I have a special relationship because it's like, I mean, I'm an introvert. Um, I mean, I love to talk to people and love to meet new people, but I actually, I recharge like by myself. Um, but in times of injury and times of where I feel the most isolated, 
the running community has been there for me. Um, you know, through, through all of my injuries, like it was insane. The amount of support that I got from people that I didn't even know, just like wishing me well saying that, you know, I helped inspire them go through a tough injury, you know, just reaching out to me just to like send me a nice message, wish me well, or, um, you know, to back home in Boulder where, you know, I came home after all my injuries and, I like my friends opened up their house to me because I couldn't live in my, my other house. Like they opened up their guest room on the first floor. So I didn't have to navigate stairs in the scooter. Um, like they, then like for my birthday party, like the whole running community of Rocky mountain runners and like, you know, not just that club, that's like pretty big club in Boulder, but like a whole bunch of other people in the running community showed up and just like, you know, they just came there. And, um, yeah, like I said, it just feels like, you know, you have this special bond with another runner and it just kind of doesn't even matter if you, if you have known them your whole life or you've known them for five minutes, it's just like, they feel like your people. Definitely. Um, so you're part of the North Face team. Um, and I think you guys have a really quirky group of athletes and it seems like everybody's, you know, everyone's best friend. Um, what is that dynamic like and how has that evolved over the years? Oh yeah. I mean, the North Face is definitely like that. Um, and what I love about not only just the run team, it's like, what I love about it is we have this athlete summit every year where all of the athletes across all teams and countries come together. So we have the climbers, we have the alpinists, we have, you know, the, the big um, mountain, like free riders, like it's insane. Like (laughs) we have like, just like all of these, all of these crazy athletes coming together. Um, once a year. Um, I mean, and it's, it's more than once a year, once a year, we have like most everyone together in one space. we also just have like kind of little like team meetings throughout the year that, um, we can mix and match who gets to come. Um, but I think what it does for the North face is just, it's so inspiring to be, um, with like-minded people, but then, um, everyone's so curious and everyone just, again, just like loves the outdoors and is just super excited to like, push themselves and, um, you know, find their, their boundaries and like, you know, the boundaries of what's possible in their respective sports. And it's just, um, yeah, it just, it just gets you super psyched. And then also just like, you just feel like this like warm bear hug every time you're around all these, (laughs) all these people that are like badasses. (laughs) But no, I felt like Uh, really lucky to be a part of that team. Um, and even like throughout all of the, the injury stuff, it's like, yeah, North Face has always supported me and like been, you know, a hundred percent there. <laughs> One of the things I thought was really cool was when you went to Rob's camp, uh, Rob yeah. Carr's camp, and you were both, you were both coming back from injury and the photo of you two, um, in your respective, uh, injury recovery tools was, uh, was a sight to see. <laughs> what, I know. What was that experience like? Oh man, Rob and I had a special bond. I mean, like, yeah, we got injured around the same time. And actually at one of these athlete summits in November, um, was like, I remember Rob was like out walking. He wasn't running yet, but he was like, you know, walking and hiking and he went on his like longest hike. And like, literally when I went to this, um, this, uh, athlete summit in November, it was like the first time I was actually cleared to walk. So it was like learning to walk again at this athlete summit. And it was like wonderful. And to like be surrounded by people that were, 
you know, like these awesome athletes and super supportive of their respective injuries. But then also just like Rob and I could kind of like cry on each other's shoulders and be like, this is really hard, you know? Um, yeah. But no, we have this like special bond. It was so cool to be able to go out there and like, um, you know, actually, you know, he, he was running again and he like won Leadville after that crazy, his knee surgery and, you know, I was able to return to competition again. And so it's like, we just have this special, um, yeah, the special, the special bond. It's like, you know, it's like when he's struggling, I could have, you know, we could just call each other up and like, we didn't really have to say much. We'd just be like, you know, be able to just to relate to one another. What was it like being at that summit, not being able to, um, not being able to, to run long and far. And I had a similar experience uh, a couple weeks ago. I was out at um, the Sunto multi-sport or Sunto elite team camp. And uh, someone was, you know, they're all top level athletes and triathletes and runners. And I was out there running 20 minutes <laughs> and <laughs> someone was like, Oh, like you go for a run today. Like, what'd you do? And I was like, Oh, I did a 20 minute walk run. It was like, really like it felt a little defeating that, you know, they were out there doing, you know, 30 mile races. And, um, I was out there running two and a half run walking two and a half miles. So what was, what was that experience like being around some of your friends and some, um, really high level athletes, not, not able to, to do what, you know, what you like to do? Yeah. So it's, it was definitely really frustrating, honestly. Um, that was something that like, at the beginning of my injuries, like I was feeling pretty isolated because I was, I was feeling isolated from my community because like running was my social life and like running was just something I loved to do. And I got to do it with my friends and it felt awesome. And then I felt like that was all taken away from me. And, you know, my friends were still able to run and then, but I, you know, I couldn't see them in that capacity anymore. And I felt like I was missing out. So, um, but then, I mean, it was definitely hard, but then I thought to myself, it's like, okay, like, what can I do? I literally like, um, had my PT routine and I was doing it like twice a day at this campsite. Um, so I was like trying to do what I could, but then like, you know, my, my good friends, Rory Bazio on the team and then Mike Foot, um, they would join me on my little like walks and, you know, like Rory would let me cry on her shoulder when I was like, you know, like frustrated that I could only walk a half mile before my foot was like throbbing and hurting and like, you know, um, but it was also at that point where I was just like, where people that I didn't even really know that well, but I like looked up to them, um, as athletes that, you know, they, they came over to me and, you know, they were just like, Hey, I've been like, you know, like they would send me messages and like, then they, you know, they'd come over to me at the, the athlete summit and be like, Hey, I've been really thinking of you. Like, how are you? And they'd like, you know, we're just genuinely interested. So I, it was, that was one of the moments where it helped me realize it's like, okay, like I'm obviously more than a runner. Like who am I is like who I am is what really matters. Not the fact that I can like do this sport in an extreme way. Um, and so it was actually really um, encouraging, and it was a like a really necessary part of the of the healing process. Cool. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the podcast that you host. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm actually a coach with um, CTS. That's Carmichael Training uh, Carmichael Training Systems, and um, they coach like he was a Chris Carmichael was a cycling coach. Um, 
And now they've uh, um, opened it up to like runners and, and specifically ultra runners. So I am a coach through them. It's like how I use my, you know, my fancy science degrees. Um, <laughs> but it's also just a passion of mine. Like it's, it's another way of like community for runners. Um, and it's a way that I can like give back and like help other people achieve their goals. And it's, um, it's a really cool thing to share, like being a coach and then like also learning from the people that you coach. It's awesome. Um, and so through that, um, through that coaching system, um, or coaching platform, we decided to launch, they decided to launch a podcast. And, um, I think, yeah, Chris, um, I lead the, Chris Carmichael asked me to lead the running side of things. And Adam Pulford is a, is a cycling coach for CTS and he, um, leads the cycling portion of it. So it's like half of the episodes are cycling and then half the episodes are, or running. So we kind of like bounce back and forth, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's really interesting. I, I love, I love it because you get to learn so much and it's cool. Like that, you know, through a conversation that I have from with someone, it's like, you can record that. And then the things that I learn, I can then like, you know, broadcast, broadcast them to, to everyone else. So it's like, they can learn it too. Um, but yeah, generally there it's like, it's on, you know, different themes. It's like, I want to just talk to interesting people, but then at the end of the day, have it be something where everyone can gain something from it. Um, you're on there with talking about inside tracker. So that's a good one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just inspire, inspiring people in the community. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's super fun when you get to have these conversations and then, and then share it with others. Yeah. Um, I think that's the, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> um, let's talk about your science background yeah. and your analytical approach and the whole, it depends that we were talking about uh, on your podcast. So where did your interest in science come from? Oh gosh. I think it just came from, like, I was just curious about the world. Like I talk about, you know, wanting to, to explore the physical limitations, like that's the athletic side of me, but it all stems from the same, the same curiosity point, like deep within me of like who I am that wants to know why, like why things are the way they are. And both of my parents are scientists. And so um, I actually went to school a year early because I think my parents were like, get this kid out of the house. Like she's asking too many <laughs> questions. Like we just need to have her like occupied, like doing school. Um, and so, but it, that was just me. Like I was just so curious. I w always wanted to know how things worked. I had a very analytical mind. I think that's why I like running too, is because like, I felt like if I worked towards something like, um, in a step-by-step -step manner, I could achieve these goals. And that's what drew me to science because like, it's, it's like the scientific method. You have these, you design these experiments to answer a certain question, and then you can kind of rule out, um, everything that's wrong before you find the correct answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's, uh, yeah, that's like how I started as a scientist. I feel like I was a scientist from like when I was like, a, before I could even walk because I was just like such a curious kid. Um, in fact, at career day for um, in kindergarten, I dressed up as an entomologist, which is someone who <laughs> studies bugs. Um, and so basically I brought, I was in a lab coat that I got from my mom. I plastered a bunch of bug stickers on it. I brought in my, <laughs> my bug collection and then my orange bug net. And I put on some like safety glasses, like for uh, chemistry goggles. Like, uh, that was my outfit. 
<laughs> and I was stood up for Cruda and I was like, I'm going to get my PhD and be an entomologist. Uh, but yeah, so that's where it all started. Um, it ended with me getting my master's um, in neuroscience. So like a bit of a different turn there. But again, it's like, I, I mean, I guess it didn't end because I f- still feel like I'm a scientist because, um, you know, now instead of answering scientific questions in the lab, I get to answer um, scientific questions about the human body for coaching, but then also even more interesting to me is asking questions about the human mind and like emotions, not only for myself and like, you know, how, you know, how the human psyche works, but also for those that I coach. And what does that look like? I mean, I think a good coach is someone who you know, is there for you, not only just to design a training plan, like, yeah, like, I mean, but I think anyone can kind of like guess their way through designing a training plan and like making athletes fit, um, like physically fit. Um, but to me, a good coach is someone that has your back and to someone that you can discuss the hard things about life. Like they're, they're like your friend and confidant and they're your biggest supporter and they like, they believe in you and, yeah, I think I think sometimes she, even more than you believe in yourself. Well, yeah, like my coach was like that. <laughs> and it's like exactly. It's like they fostered this belief um like so that when the when there's times when you're doubting it, it's fine because they have like a coach has, you know, more of that than you do. So they have like extra to spare for you. Um I feel like yeah, a coach is like your your biggest like advocate and like a problem solver and um they're like a support system more than anything. For sure. I think I've told my coach more. The only person I've, I've told more is probably my therapist. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty comparable. So, yep. <laughs> um, I hear you there. So, yeah, totally agree with you on that. Um, what do you wish you knew as a new runner that you know now? <laughs> oh my God. Let's see. Um, the spoiler I was like yeah Hillary you're gonna get you're gonna fall 150 feet off of a cliff <laughs> you know in this many years get ready um no uh, actually I think that like it's so surprising it's like I don't know I think what I would have told myself is that like you're stronger than you give yourself credit for not like and like not physically. Like, I think I would have told myself that and then like strength is not what you think it is like strength is not physical. It's like emotional. And it's in those moments where you want to give up, but you find a way to keep going, even if it's not pretty. And even if it means that you have to ask for help. I love that. (laughs) Um, And what are some of the ways that you've, you've leaned on others for help? I know you've talked about with friends and, and training partners. Are there, are there other ways that you recommend runners ask for help? Yeah. I mean that like, be honest, like that it's not always easy that are like runs are not always like rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. Like they're like running, like it's raw. It takes a lot of hard work. And I think the more like honest we are about this with one another, but also like with yourself, um, like that's where the magic happens. It's not, it's not like, it's not that it's easy that, you know, things are beautiful. It's, it's that things are, things are hard and worth fighting for that make things like more special and more beautiful in the end. For sure. 
What are you scared of? <laughs> Just drop that in there. Jeez. Um, <laughs> honestly, what am I scared of? Um, the thing that I'm scared of the most is, you know, n- like falling short of expectations. And that's not expectations of like, like anyone. It's expectations of like myself. Like I want to be the best person that I am and I want to like squeeze every last drop out of life. Um, so my fear would be that there's one more drop in there to squeeze out and I won't be able to squeeze it out. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I like asking this question and often the response is, you know, bugs or snakes. And I knew that wouldn't be the case for you. <laughs> since you, love, you love them. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I go like deep. Wow. I thought I like, what are you scared of? I like immediately go deep. Uh, no, and I'm actually not scared of fi- spiders. Like they're fine. There was one in my, <laughs> there was one in my cabin and I rescued it. It was, yeah. <laughs> what do you wish people knew about you besides the fact that you love bugs? Although that's um, that's that's public knowledge at this point. <laughs> I think that's public knowledge. If anyone follows me on Instagram, they're like, why is she posting yeah. another thing on her thing about bugs? <laughs> like, what in the world? Um one thing, what do I think people should know about me? Uh I don't know. I'm like I've mm, uh <laughs> I think they know that I'm like a big science nerd, but um maybe uh yeah, that I'm more awkward and an introvert than people than, than people think. <laughs> I had I had someone else answer um that I'm not as mean as I look. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, that was my favorite answer on that one so far. I'm um, not as mean as I well, look. I don't even know how I yeah, like uh I'm oh, how about this one? As like much of like this is something I think that people should know is like, I'm a big softy on the inside. Like I might have this like hard exterior and that like, you know, I'm, you know, all happy go lucky and optimistic. Yes, that is me. But I'm also just like, I'm a sensitive little person on the inside. (laughs) You and Dylan Bowman. (laughs) Oh my God, Dylan. Yep. (laughs) Cool. Well, Hillary, thanks so much for for chatting today. Uh, where can we follow you if we want to follow along with your adventures and uh, see all the bugs that you uh, you find? <laughs> yeah, and learn something about science. Um, yeah, so my Instagram, I mean, it's Hillary Allen, but it's Hilly Goat Climbs. That's me. Um, and then I also have uh, a website, Hillary Allen. Um, dot com and you can I have a my blog there um and a bunch of other little goodies I'm actually having a book that's being published um this summer so it's coming out it's called Out and Back so yeah there's all that stuff kind of goes through my website so hillaryallen.com is a good place to start cool thanks so much and we'll see you out there thank you that's it for today's episode like many long runs it's sad when it has to end I hope you join in next week on For the Long Run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.